If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn this with us this morning to the book of Joshua. Joshua 24. Joshua 24, beginning with verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Close attention this morning. If you've, you've paid any attention, notice the, uh, the uh, title, Meeting the Challenges of Today. I want you to pay attention to the challenges that are in the Scripture here. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those things, great signs in, in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, will we also serve the Lord, for he is. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd touch my lips, my tongue today. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak through me as you've never spoken before. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts about the challenges that we face that we'd know exactly what to do and how to do and how to do better in the world in which we find ourselves today. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Seated. In the world in which we live today, there are many, many challenges. It's amazing to me. I mean, you know, you'd think after you reach 70 years old and plus um, and retired and... Uh, Maybe you could uh, ease around a little bit, but let me tell you something. It seems like the older I get, the more challenges they are upon my life. Now, I don't ask for these challenges. They just come. And so what I have to do is realize, hey, these challenges has to be from the Lord. But we also need to recognize that the devil himself presents challenges before us. And so as we look at this today... Um, there are challenges to do right. There are challenges to do wrong. And I praise God today that he gives us a choice. In every American home today, where there is a daddy and a mother and children, there are challenges to, that are offered to these families, as well as to ours, such home settings as that. But sad to say, there are many, many homes in America today where the daddy has gone AWOL. And it's the mother and the young'uns that's trying to survive. It's trying to meet the challenges of today. Listen, life is not easy. It never has been easy. But it seems like to me, the older we get, I see more and more of our young people facing challenges that I didn't have to face. We need to pray for them. You see, we have, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit of God that is our guide, that is our guard, and it will see us through. But a lot of times we overlook Him. 
He is a person, by the way. I believe in God the Father. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in the blessed Holy Spirit of God. The three are one. Don't ask me to explain that. <laughs> but they are. But I thank the Lord Jesus today that he went back home in order to send the Holy Spirit for you and for myself. You see, it's a challenge to divide our time. It seems that we do not have enough time. Most of us will say, or a lot of us will say, you know, I would do this or that, but I just don't have time. But we all realize, every one of us in this room right now, we have 24 hours every day. The man said, I want a job. I want a good job. I want a job where I only have to work a half a day. I want a job where I can get off and go home and relax. And so the boss man said, do you want to work the first 12 hours of that day or the last 12? You know, hey, just a half-time job, you know. We all have 24 hours in a day. And how we spend that day depends on how the Holy Spirit of God leads us, okay? Uh, we all, I remember in my work, work uh, life, uh, when I had to work for a living, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I had to punch a clock. I punched a clock, and I have just, I've been places where I didn't have to punch a clock. But anyway, I was faithful to that job. It didn't make no difference who I was working for. I was faithful to it. And if I got to a point in my life that I didn't like uh, this job, maybe it was presenting more challenges than what I wanted to go through, I'd find me another job. I praise God today. I'd quit on Friday, be work somewhere else on Monday. Lynn says, you have never held a steady job until God called you to preach. Well, hallelujah. I'm glad for the calling. And I'm glad that I have that. I'm glad still. You know, it, it, there, it, the, the, the life presents challenges. Uh, that's going, a challenge. You know, some people made a statement down there in Atlanta said, how in the world does he go like he goes? He's, well, all I can tell you is he does it every day. I mean, only I, God just gives me the strength, and, and, and hey, I do it. Uh, as I preached last Wednesday night in the, uh, in the uh, new sanctuary, hey, it just stud walls, okay? The only thing finished was the outside walls, but it was still stud walls. And um, one of the camper on missions, he was from North Carolina. He was an electrician. And after the service, you know, he, he was sort of a sour man. He, he's good. He'd love you. But he was real sour. You know, it was hard to get him to smile. Uh, but he came up to me uh, after the service, and he, he says, you know something? I, I want to tell you something. I said, okay, I'm listening. I didn't know what in the world he's going to present. I, I said, I'm listening. <clears throat> he said, you know, and I've heard a lot of them use a PA system. He said, but tonight I could hear every word you said clear as a bell. I said, well, I said, in school I was known as little but loud. So... You know, I, I use that, and I praise God for that. But sometimes my voice don't want to cooperate, and uh, so it presents a challenge. Uh, you know, and, and I, I, just, uh, I just want us to look at something here this morning, meeting the challenges of today. First of all, and we're going to look at the Scripture now. So if you have your smartphone, if you have your Bible, or whatever, uh, leave it open there to the Joshua 24, because the first... Read was verse 24. And I want you to, if you're writing, first point is the call to loyalty. The call to loyalty. Okay, my first calling that I can remember or recall back was my call to be a good son. I wanted to be a good son, okay? 
Oh, I got into all kind of scrapes and scraps and troubles. I mean, but, you know, all in all, I wanted to be a good son. And my daddy helped me become that son because of what he did when I didn't do what I was to do. You get the picture? I, I'm, I'm thankful. Listen, I didn't like it when we were on our way down to that one little bathroom house down that long hall. I didn't like it because I knew what waited at the end of that hall. I knew. But hey, as you're so with a little bit, I was back, back to normal again, chomping at the bits to stir up. Shooting firecrackers one night, throwing them off the porch. Pah! I'd light them and I'd throw them. Daddy came to the door and he said, uh, you better leave them things alone now. You light it, throw it, let it alone. You're going to have one go off in your hand. Well, what does he know firecrackers? He shut the door. Hey, he didn't get the door shut good. He heard me screaming because I lit one, threw it out there. I didn't want to waste it. It didn't go off. I went out there and I picked it up. Boom! Boy, I thought my hand was coming off. I told you. Don't you love to hear that, guys? Hey, I want to be a good son. Hey, and my next challenge was to be, as becoming a husband. I wanted to be a good husband. But here again, I told you. It's a challenge to live what I told you. Then God blessed us with two sons. I wanted to be a good daddy. <laughs> I told you. I've been around I told you all my life. Little boy went to school, and teacher said, what's your name, son? He told her, said, ain't no way. Ain't no way that's your name. I said, yes, it is. Well, where'd you get that name? He said, my daddy gave it to me. He said, every time he called, he said, call that name. Say, come here. I told you. He said, I told you. That's all I know. My name, I told you. So, you know, here it goes. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to be a good youngin'. It's a challenge to be a good parent. It's a challenge it's a challenge. Life is a challenge to be a Christian. We're talking about a call to loyalty. In the Scripture there, if you're looking at it, there's a, we see the words, fear the Lord. A lot of folk do not fear the Lord, okay? Now, there's a difference in fear and being afraid, okay? I am not afraid of my God because I know He loves me. But I fear the Lord as to what He can do if I, as His youngin', don't do what I'm supposed to do. You understand? Fear and afraid. You know, I, I, uh, I wasn't afraid of my daddy. Because every time I ever got, I mean, then we were right back at it. We'd go and fishing, go and hunting, go to work. We was always doing something. And we did a lot of things together. And I praise God for, for my, my raising, my, the challenges that even my daddy gave me. And you know, you become, as a young'un, you become whatever those challenges that your mother and your daddy put before you and help you reach that goal. But it says there, fear the Lord. But a lot of folk don't fear the Lord. Well, I'll do what I want to, when I want to, like I want to. So what? You do not fear the Lord. That verse also talks about being sincere. Sincere in our service to and for the Lord. It also talks about being thankful to the Lord. Hey, I'm thankful for my salvation. It's a gift that God has given me to be able to name the name of Jesus and claim salvation. It's, it's, a, it's a gift. His provisions that He constantly 
puts before us. Just last evening, it, we were discussing uh, our provisions. Uh, and uh, I said, you know, we go to the refrigerator and we open it up and we can get what we want out of there because we maybe been to the grocery store and we, we've done our shopping and we expect it to be there. We go to our freezer or we go to our pantry. Provisions are there. But do we stop and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad today that I have been places where I didn't have that. And I had to wait for somebody to bring it. And hopefully they would bring it. Or go to try to buy it. And hopefully you could. Verse. He said, discard, discard. That don't do any good. Those gods. That's what he was saying over there. Discard those gods that do us no good. Get rid of them. Leave them behind. You know, I've had to leave some things behind because of it being a possession of my life, okay? Leave those things behind is what he's saying. Now, how we were raised, listen to this, how we were raised affects how we live today. I was witness of this old boy on the job, and I was trying to get him to come to church, and well, he bled out a big old word, and he said, you don't know how I was raised. I said, no, sir, I don't. But I know one thing, you're an adult now. You'll give an account of the way you are living now. But I thank God the way I was raised, okay? I wasn't raised up easy. I didn't have it easy. We were raised up in a community where there was a lot of youngins. Some had, some had not. And I remember my, my first motorcycle. I asked Daddy, could I have one? He said, sure, if you pay for it. I said, all right. I had a little job working, a few bucks here and there. And I said, well, will you go with me to look at it? He said, we went, we picked it out. And a neighbor down the road not far, his son was probably, oh, he was at least probably six or eight years younger than me. Well, he saw my motorcycle. He wanted one. <clears throat> he goes to his daddy, asks, can he have a motorcycle? Well, certainly not. Well, Kenny got one. He got one. So that daddy says to my daddy, I got to buy a motorcycle because of you. He said, what do you mean? He said, that your son got one, now my sons want one. He said, my son's buying it, and besides that, he's about eight years older than your son. Well, he let him have it anyhow. <laughs> one Sunday afternoon, <laughs> plowed off the side of the road where they had cut little uh, nubbing pine trees, a bush hog. He went right down through all that mess. Well, you know, it's a challenge, guys. It is a challenge. Our oldest, you say, well, how come I can't do that? Everybody else is doing it. I said, well, if that's how you want to do it, you go live with them. But you can't do that here. It's not going to happen. It makes a difference how we were raised. It makes a difference how we raise our young'uns. Train them up, the Bible says. Train them up. Loyalty. Allow them loyalty. Show them loyalty. Are the example. I'm the example to be loyal to my God. Loyal to my church. Loyal to my family. Secondly, we're talking about meeting the challenges of today. Secondly, is the challenge to decision. In verse 15, the very first part, and it's, if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you'll serve. 
If serving the Lord is a, is a drag, if it's, a, if it's hindering you from doing what you want to do, just quit. Quit serving the Lord and see what happens. I mean, God gives you a, decision, a choice. You can decide what you want to do in this life. But we're going to give an account. You see, we choose who to make our God. We choose. Um, we think about these things. God does not take off and become unavailable. He is always available. I, I'm from the old school, okay? Um, I was raised to go to Sunday school. I was raised to go to worship. I was raised to go to discipleship training. I was raised to go to worship. I was raised to be there on Wednesday night. I was raised to be in RAs. I was raised to do mission project. I was raised to do visitation. I was raised that way. Although, when I got a little older, oh, I become a little wiser. So I stopped going and doing. And God just gave me a little more line and a little till I bit down. You don't forget how you're raised. You don't forget that. And that's why it's so important to train up our young'uns. It don't mean they're going to follow what we've done. But listen, I, I, if something happened today to either one of my, our, our boys, hey, we have trained them the way the Bible said to train them. The Bible says when they're old, they won't depart from it, okay? And I'm sure some parents are saying, man, what a challenge. I mean, my boy's 50 years old, and I pray for him every day. He was raised in church, but he could care less now. And talking to a, a, a daddy just a few days ago, we were talking about our children. He said, you know, I just don't understand it. He called his daughter's name. Said it makes her mad now if I say something about we should come to church. Married, got two kids, grandparents even now. Her husband was called to preach, and he quit. Said it makes him mad if I say, hey, Weren't you called to preach? What is this? You're not going to church. It makes them mad. You know why it makes them mad? Because they know they're guilty. They know they're guilty. And that's why it's so important. Meet the challenge. I love, we're going to get to it. I love what Joshua uh, had to say. But, you know, hey, um, I'm from that old school. I had great leaders. Listen, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the word is commitment. How committed are we? In this world in which we live. How committed are we? What are we teaching our kids to do? What are we teaching them uh, uh, to be? A challenge to decision. A challenge to be loyalty. Thirdly, there's a, uh, the choice is set before us, okay? Verse 15, the second part, it says, Whether the gods which your father served who were on the other side of the flood, thinking before um, the flood came in Noah's day, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell, but... As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, he said. Uh, you know, when Lynn and I were dating, it was never, ever a question between us two, are we going to church this morning? Are we going to church tonight? Are we going to church Wednesday night? And that's sort of where God put me in that position and challenged me, hey, you either going to come back and follow me or just forget about it. Well... If I wanted to see Lynn, that'd be at church, because that's where she was. So it became a habit 
all over again. I'm back in there. And thank God I, I was then, and thank God I am now. Our boys came along. It was never, ever a question in our are we going to church today? Are we going to church tonight? You know, I can, in my mind, I can go and take you to this picture right here where we lived in Town before I ever surrendered to preach. One Sunday evening, we had some friends to show up, almost right at church time. Well, I said, uh, guys, I said, church starts in about 20 minutes. I said, uh, y'all can go with me or y'all can hang around here. But I'll be back, and I'll be back. So Josh and me got ready. I can't remember. Maybe Lynn stayed with the company. I don't know. But Josh and me, I didn't have to coach him. He and I walked to church that night. It was probably, oh, maybe far from here to the red light down yonder. We lived that close. But I, I, can, I can go with that scene in my mind, him holding my hand, and down the road we went. He said, well, you was rude. No, I wasn't rude. Not to my God, I wasn't. So it's choices. It's choices we make. It never was a question. But I tell you what disturbs me. Now you listen. You can take it for what it's worth. You can throw it out the window. Or you can take it and you can use it or you can, you can discard it. But it disturbs me when we have people come and they join and you don't see them anymore. It disturbs me when you have people who join on Sunday morning and they won't be back Sunday night. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the way they were raised, okay? Uh, maybe that's just how they feel. Maybe they're, they're not convicted about Sunday night. You know, the word convict is not used too much today. You know, we try to lead somebody to Jesus. The Bible says this, unless the Spirit of God draws a person, they're not coming or there's no use for them to come. But the word convict, you know, the Holy Spirit is there to convict us when we get out of line. Let me tell you about my daddy again. If I was out of line, my daddy would say, hey, you need to stop that. Well, if I didn't, <clears throat> hey, I didn't ask you to stop that. If I didn't, hey, come here. Go, go with me. God, through the Holy Spirit, the same way. I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and me on the convicting side. And if we don't listen, he'll throw something in the way, just like Balaam and his donkey. And if we don't listen, he has to go to work. The Bible says that our Father chastens every son whom he loves. You hear that? Whom he loves. God ain't got no step youngins. God makes a choice just like you and I make the choice. And he's not a compromising uh, God. Um, you know, I want to give you a, a last challenge this morning. Uh, meeting the challenges of today is a, it's a call to be loyal. It's a, it's a challenge uh, to make the right decisions. And, and uh, the choice is set before us. But last of all, the confession that these people made. The people made a confession in 16 through 18. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord and serve other gods. You know, we need to make that statement ourselves. God forbid that I would ever turn on my, my Lord and Savior and go the opposite direction. In verse 16, it says, I'll not forsake the Lord or his house. Verse 17, the land of, of Egypt was a land of slavery. 
Okay? That's what sin will bring us to the point that we become slaves to that sin, that we're drawn, that we just can't get away from it. They knew, they knew where God had brought them from. He says, before the flood, up to now, and, and are you going to serve them now? What are you going to do? But I, I thank the Lord for His provisions. The daily bread. Now, Romans 8, 28 says that we need to give thanks in everything. It also says no matter what comes along, hey, and we know, it says, that all things works together for good. To them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Verse 18, it tells us a whole bunch of stuff. The Lord drove out before us all the people, the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, we will also serve the Lord. Why? Because he's our God is what he says. So I say, can we, can we say that God is a God of all gods? Can we say that we're going to serve the Lord with all of our minds, our heart, and our soul, all the days that we live? And, and can we say that we'll not forsake Him? Listen, God is a merciful God. He's not only a merciful God, but He's a jealous God. You ever been jealous? Hey, you were courting, you guarantee you got jealous somewhere or another. You know how it feels to be jealous? Hey, I wish they'd get off. I wish they'd get gone. God is not only a merciful God, He is a jealous God. He wants to be first. Matthew 6.33 tells us, seek. That means look for. That means to meet every challenge it takes to meet Him. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Seek the Lord first. And his kingdom and all these things shall be uh, unto you. So, what are we going to do? I tell you what I'm going to do in, in verse 15, the very last part. Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He said, I'm going to serve the Lord, and anybody living under my roof is going to serve the Lord. So, you know, that's not, there's not a question there. He didn't go to... To his wife and say, honey, what do you think? You think we ought to, we ought to serve the Lord? Well, I, I don't know. We have to go to church all the time, every time doors are. Hey, you're the man of the house. You call the shots. He said, as for me and my house, all those living in my house. You say, I had a man tell me one time, well, you can't make them go. No, you can't make them go, but you can cut off something. You can cut off that cell phone. You can take them car keys. Oh, they'll leave home. Let them leave. They know where their food is. You remember the prodigal son? He left, but he came back. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Men, you need to make that statement. I don't care how old Joe Youngin is. If they live at home, they need to go by the house rules or move out. Hello? You say, who's going to take care of me when I get old? Don't fret. God's promise to never leave us nor forsake us. It's high time that we as families, as daddies, woke up and do what the Word of God says, like it or not. It's a challenge. Life's full of challenges. But my challenge to you today, listen, if, you're, if you've never been saved, accept the Lord before it's too late. Why do you want to put it off? Maybe you, you've been visiting here quite a while and you, you haven't joined. Why not? What, what is the holdup? What's the problem? 
What is the challenge? Meet the challenge. Don't run from it. I want every one of you men that's in this room today, every boy, I want you to repeat after me. As for me and my house, out loud, we will serve the Lord. Thank you. Now go do it, guys. I mean, hey, Lynn is a submissive wife. And I love her. It's no problem to love her because she submits to me. It's no problem for her to submit to me because I love her. Our boys know that. Teach, train, and do what God wants you to do. We ain't got long. I got less time on this earth than I've... I got less time in front of me than I've had behind me. Them days are over. And I'm going to serve the Lord the best I know how. And the best I know how, i got room for improvement. People say, preacher, you just don't know, you don't know what all I've done. I said, it don't matter what you've done. God loves you, and he stands ready to forgive you. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, there are many daddies that aren't here today. There are many husbands that aren't here. And many of those are having to work today to provide for the family. Lord, we know that your word says, if you don't work, you shall not eat. And I thank you for those men who are willing to stand in the gap and make up the hedge to provide for their family. Lord, I pray for any of us lost in here this morning would come and accept you before it's too late. I pray for anyone that needs to make a decision in here today, Lord, that you give them the courage to meet that challenge. In Jesus' name, amen.